across North Carolina, organizations are taking on projects and initiatives to improve the communities surrounding them. And for one local organization, this is at the heart of what they do. Welcome to the Good Guide to Business, a podcast presented by the Better Business Bureau. The Good Guide is all about conversations with businesses, organizations, and local leaders who are going above and beyond to make our community a better place. So grab a cup of coffee, sit down, and get ready to hear from this episode's special guest. We have Isaiah Davis, the CEO of Transition. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. So today we're once again in the BBB studio. Thanks for traveling here to meet us, by the way. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Now, to start us off, can you talk a little bit about the goals of Transition? Yeah, sure. So right now, our company main goal is expanding our business system and expanding our overall departments. So right now, we're focused on creating a more advanced dashboard by adding shortcuts, creating custom fields regarding integrating our bank accounts, um, to making accounting more better and more efficient and more quicker and easier department tracking. So basically, we use our company's business system through a company called NetSuite, and they're the leading cloud-based business system software for small and medium-sized businesses. And we're also focused on um, being able to strengthen the department tracking by, I know you guys and some of you business owners out there, you guys may be aware of actual versus forecast versus goal. So the way our departments are structured and the way we internally keep track of the progress of the department and set internal goals and um, see do we meet those goals and how we keep track is by KPIs. And the main focus and the main goals is getting our business system more advanced to the point where it's integrated and it keeps up with our departments more because we are just getting the NetSuite software. We just had it for about three years. So um, the company and um, our admins, we are still learning to use the system to the best of our advantage. So we took a approach as far as that. So right now, what we're doing is we have our department performance, uh, our actual performance, and our underperforming departments. That's why we, it's actual versus forecast versus goal. So that's one of the main things. And we're also working on introducing a new initiative, kind of like KWS, called Transition International. And what Transition International is, is we're simply taking all of our programs and um, working with businesses and the same concepts that we do here in North Carolina, and we're taking it out of North Carolina. And we're partnering with other nonprofit organizations, other businesses, and things like that. So that's pretty much the goals of what we got going on in the future. That sounds like you have your hands full with all that. And I, I know you mentioned, what, NetSuite? I, I feel like they sponsor pretty much every podcast I listen to. So if you guys are out there listening to us, NetSuite, like, hey, <laughs> we're right here. Um, can we just back up for a second? And can you talk about Transition, what you do, what you are for people that may not know? So uh, Transition and what we are, we are, of course, a nonprofit. And I started the company of course, uh, because I'm an entrepreneur, and an entrepreneur is an agent of change. Um, for all of you guys out there who are aspiring to be an entrepreneur, 
remember before you take that step, always remember that whatever industry that you want to go in, you're going to have to be an agent of change within that industry because essentially that's what entrepreneur is. So to me, entrepreneurship is the process of discovering new ways and combining your resources. And resources could be anything. Let me dive in on that a little bit there. Resources could be your skill. Resources could be your knowledge. Resources could be simply the people you have around you. So entrepreneurship is taking all of those resources and being able to make a change um, within whatever industry that you want to go in. So um, in hindsight, the word entrepreneur came from the 13th century French word, and it simply means to do something. So that's pretty much um, what it was here um, with transition. I knew that something needed to be done. Um, and our governments, they can't do everything because they're already working so hard on creating policies and creating programs and doing this and doing that for um, the American citizens and things of that matter of our nation. So they can't do everything. So it's going to take individual people to come in and say, okay, I want to be an agent of change. Right. What made you decide to start Transition and why the focus on helping the community? So there's two types of nonprofits. And I brought a handout for you guys. And there's a handout for you. Thank you. And there's a handout for you. So as you see, guys, um, on the to on the handouts you guys see the two types of nonprofit and Nick I'm gonna borrow yours for just a second right let me give it back in just a second so the two types of nonprofit guys for oh, excuse me the two types of entrepreneurs out there guys for all of you listening is the gazelle entrepreneur and the lifestyle entrepreneur those okay. are some cool names. I like those. Whoever came up with those, they, they okay. knew what they were doing. Okay, so, uh, and these are actually my terms. So, oh. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, these are actually uh, my terms. But these are real terms, but I took it and made it so um, you guys out there could understand, you guys could get the information that I'm going to drop here for you guys. So, um, the gazelle entrepreneur, and you guys know what a gazelle is. A gazelle is one of those animals, it leaps, it's going everywhere. They're okay? fast, they're dynamic. Yes. Okay. And the the interpret, interpretation of a gazelle entrepreneur, it says, so a gazelle entrepreneur is an animal that leaps. That's how it runs from place to place. This is where the gazelle entrepreneur comes from. Someone who grows from a startup to a complex company with a well-defined plan and exit strategy. Now, let's dive in on that right there. We're gonna start right there. A well-defined plan and exit strategy. So for all of you guys um, already a part of the BBB Bureau, the ones that you're aspiring to join or the businesses, you guys listen in on this right here. When you guys are um, in the process of planning and incorporate your business, in, in those means, if you are a gazelle entrepreneur, then you're going to have a exit strategy. What do you mean by that? I'm saying as if you're going to retire, let that business get ran on 
and you retire and you go do something else. You go and you hop and you do something else. That's what I mean when we say um, right here, a well-defined exit strategy. All right, so I'm going to continue. In, the, in other words, a gazelle entrepreneur does not plan on doing this for the rest of his or her life. So basically, the gazelle entrepreneur has a growth plan for a complex company and an extra strategy to retire and let someone else run the business. Now, most corporations that you see today, honestly, they practice a gazelle entrepreneur um, type of life, uh, excuse me, type of concept going. Um, you see corporations, they uh, CEOs, they found the corporations, and they may be in the corporation for 20 to 30 years. They retire. They let someone else run it, and it just continues to go on of that matter. It reminds me a lot of, like, tech startups where it's, like, the whole goal for them is, like, come up with this great concept, build it up, sell it, you know, and they're done, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, and that's, that's crazy that you say that because um, when I was uh, actually – I was looking, I was reading a magazine, and I had seen where I think it said 35% of most entrepreneurs, when they're starting or founding their company, they have the idea of letting someone else run the company one day. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, guys, so that's a gazelle entrepreneur. Now, let me go in and let me tell you about the second entrepreneur, and this it goes back to answer you guys' question on why I started transition because I am this type of entrepreneur. So the lifestyle entrepreneur. The lifestyle entrepreneur opens their own business for the non-monetary benefits associated with bringing about change while maintaining a comfortable financial status. So you're of course, let me dive in on this right here for a little bit. Of course, you're a business. In order for you to sustain a business, whether nonprofit, for profit, whatever industry, the business has to generate revenue, of course. Right. So, the only thing between a gazelle entrepreneur and a lifestyle entrepreneur is a lifestyle entrepreneur is not in it to get rich. I'm not in it to get rich off of transition. I'm in it for the change of transition because I am a um, multi-company entrepreneur because I have more than one company. So specifically for me, when I start my companies, I more so look for the change and don't really worry about the monetary value that's coming. The money just is going to come anyway. You know, if you are facilitating the correct change and doing everything right. So, okay, um, for the for the for the non-monetary benefits associated with bringing about change, all in maintaining a comfortable financial status. So basically, the lifestyle entrepreneur is not in it for the money, but more so for bringing about change in a manner they choose, as far as setting your own schedule. Sometimes, for example, um, like today, I have Walmart pickups to do. I also have to go and get some things straight for a donation initiative, um, KWS. We still got that going for those of you out there who may still need school supplies. I know that school just started in August, um, but some kids are still in need of school supplies, so I'm still doing work for that. But, for example, um, I set it up to the point today where I came to the BBB podcast. I scheduled the donation drop-off initiative for a certain time. 
I scheduled my Walmart pickup at Wake Forest for a certain time. I manipulated that time. It wasn't like boom, boom, boom. See, a gazelle entrepreneur is going to be boom, boom, boom because you're in it for more so for the monetary. Um, of course, you all will be in it for the monetary. Uh, of course, you everyone's in it for the money, but a gazelle entrepreneur is more of a goal pace. You can't manipulate your schedule as more of a lifestyle entrepreneur because when you're on go and you're earning revenue, it's time to roll. It's, it's time to roll. When it's Monday morning and, you know, at 8 o'clock, you got to be at that contractor place or at the client's house. And then at 9 o'clock, you got to be at the next client's house. You can't do like the lifestyle entrepreneur and say, okay, well, I'm going to go to the client's house at 830. I might just take a four-hour break. I'm going to relax. Then I'm going to go to client number two at round, um, round, round 12. That's that's the difference between a lifestyle and a gazelle, guys. Right. Yep. Awesome. So, that was that was pretty informative. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I like those terms. I feel like for our listeners, it's really useful to know, and, and I guess to be able to identify with each of those and find out what they are. Yeah. Um, now, I know you just mentioned briefly a little bit um, your work with education. Can you tell us more about what you do with the work related to education? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So our greater education department is the department where, excuse me, guys. Our greater education department is the department where we do most of, most of our educational things, as in um, starting programs. And one of the things that we do is we have on our website where people can go to New N22, and you scroll down after you go in new in 22 and you go to submit a donation request. And one of those things is we allow people to submit a donation request for whatever they need to be educated on. Because the whole concept of that department is called greater in education. So each individual person needs, um, needs to know uh, whatever they're aspiring to know. That's what we tell them to put into that box. And we come in, we um, use our resources, the people that we connected to, and we whatever they're aspiring to know more about, we show them the greater and whatever they want to know about. That's why it's called greater in education. Basically, showing, because education and knowledge is so strong, man. That's one of the things that we stand on, and we try to show people the greater of knowledge. That's why that whole department is called Greater in Education. So um, also on your website, you talk about another section of transition that's the whole family approach. Can you tell us about that? Yes, ma'am. Yes. So our whole family approach is where we bring in our Walmarts, where we bring in our food line, basically where we bring in our corporate partners. And, you know, all of these programs are just how, excuse me, all of these departments, because we don't call them programs within our company. We call them departments. So all of these departments are essentially the work that we do is in the name of how it sounds. So whole family approach, we simply use our corporate partners to approach whatever the need is within that family. So we have gentlemen who come in, we have young four, and I'm going to just give you guys an example on how this would go out, on how I've seen throughout the past, just uh, working with the company for the last 
uh, four or three years. So from what I've seen is we have gentlemen who come into the department and they come into the mentoring department. So we start mentoring, mentoring them as far as intellectual, how to be a gentleman, these things, whatever they need to work on individually. And then what will happen is we'll see that hmm, they may lack um, a shirt or we might see that they don't wear a short a shirt two times or you know we don't seen a pattern where they ain't really switching up the clothes yeah. so what we'll do is we'll take that same young man refer that same young man to our whole family approach department we'll go in we'll get our items that we receive from walmart because we receive a plethora of things from walmart so we get our items that we receive from walmart we take that young man and we equip him with those things and by us doing that um, we turn around and we see basically a change in them because they have the things they need and i'm talking about little things guys uh, uh you'll be surprised how good just having underwear clean underwear clean socks and like a tank top under your shirt um, you'll be surprised how good that can make you feel. Um, and you'll be surprised how many kids that's out there who, who don't have it, who, who, and just by giving them that, and we have, when we get more things than that, we're able to actually clothe them um, uh, due to our corporate partners. I want to just thank them for that. We're able to actually clothe them, and that's where that whole ideology and concept of the whole family approach department comes in. Um, it's just that approach. That's great. And I, I think it's really awesome how these big companies, these giant corporations like Walmart and Foodline, you know, I can tell they want to help and they have the resources where they can't help. Yes, but sir. sometimes they don't always have the person on the ground, you know, the, the partner who is in the community and can identify those needs. So I think it's great that you really fill that spot and you're able to do that. Yes, sir. Wow, Nick, that's awesome that you say that because now I'm going to go back into um, what one of the questions you guys asked me earlier. So a part of being an agent of change, guys, and remember, whatever industry you guys are coming in, a part of being that is you have to have that vision. Um, and I knew that I wanted to help. I knew that um, there could be something done. So, and I'm going to dive in on, too, on, on why you guys asked me, why did I start a nonprofit? See, I could have started a for-profit. I could have started a, a LLC and doing this type of thing. But I knew that there was going to be a more, uh, when, when I had this idea, I knew that I was going to be more productive if I, uh, in, if I incorporate as a nonprofit. Remember that word, guys. See, you want to incorporate how you're going to be doing. If you know you're going to be doing more of sales and things like that, then you want to incorporate like an LLC or like a S Corp or something like that. But if you know you want to be doing more of change and doing more of help, then you want to incorporate as more of a 501c3, uh, 501c9, 501c8 church. You want to incorporate in that matter. So in the beginning, when I had this vision and I was sitting down, before I started transitioning, as I do with uh, all of my babies, which are all of my companies, um, 
before I started transition, I sat down for about about a year and a half. And I just got all the uh, paperwork right. I got all the uh, all my things in order. I got all of the things that I needed to get my license to um, legally solicit funds within the state of North Carolina. Um, do, make sure I have all the right paperwork in order so that when I did go to these big corporations and I asked them and I, to ask them like, hey, can you help me out? You know, um, they see that um, you're you're together, everything is neat and organized, and that's what makes it easy. So I say all that to say, guys, whatever you're going to do, incorporate how you want to do. I knew that I wanted to make change. I knew that I wanted to fill a need in the um, communities. So I incorporated as a 501c3 because you have to have a mission and my mission was to bring about change because I am an agent of change. Right. Um, another way that I've seen Transitions Able to bring about change was through your mentoring program, right? So what is your mentoring program like and how does it help people? The mentoring program, I've seen the mentoring program help adults. I've seen the mentoring program help young men, young women, and overall, is we just literally just dive in on that individual. Um, whatever we we're so skilled and and I, I can't just talk like it's just me. Um, I have a, a plethora of people and resources that we um incorporate into the recipe of all of our departments and when we're um, catering to our uh, participant department participants and things like that so we just have a way of going and and just being real with people you know just sitting down talking to people um, saying hey what do you want to do um, what is it that that's holding you back um, we teach people in our mentoring departments that you can do all things that you put your mind to and transition is in the name you know when when i come when transition in either me or any one of my admins when we come into someone's life or come in contact with someone we want to make sure that they have a smooth transition from when we talk to them that's why the company's name transition that's why we we decided to name it that because we want to help everyone who's in the transition and that's why I wanted to bring about change on the universe because everyone on the universe is within a transition. But the problem is with the universe is we sometimes we don't talk about the transition that we're in right? because there's not people to go to and talk about it with. So what we do is we started the mentoring department so we can be those people to not only talk about um so you can talk about things and feel lighter, but we can help you with intellectual things, either your math skills, reading skills, if you're in school, no matter what grade level, um, then we will make it our job to assist you and make you transition and excel in a way that you weren't before you came to us. That's great. How do you recruit people for the mentor program? So the mentoring program is more you can we just get requests. So everything, all, all everything, the way transition is integrated, everything comes from a donation request. 
uh, you request to be either in the mentoring department, the greater education department, or a whole family approach department. The whole family approach department and the greater education department, those are services department. The mentoring department is um, also a service department, but it's more, um, oh, excuse me, the mentoring department and the whole family. No, the mentoring department and the greater education department, those are services department. Okay. But the whole family approach department, that's um, more of where we just assist the kids with everything they need as far as clothes and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's basically how we recruit. Um, we just take donations, uh, requests, and also when I see young men out across North Carolina or wherever I'm at, and I see parents, in a, I get them from Walmart. I, I see them in Dollar General, and, you know, I, I, I ask them. I say, hey, what is he doing? You know, is is he in something? Um, and it's usually a, a great conversation. And then um, I say, is he lacking anything? Does he does he or she need anything? Because I we I run into parents with young women too. They see me in Walmart. Um, they see me behind Walmart. They run into me at Full Line. They and um, I just ask them. You know, I I was doing a lot of that last th- actually this summer before school started. You know, I was uh, just around. I was saying, hey. Um, Dude, uh, are you getting school supplies for him? Because if you're not, then, you know, transition. We're, I was just doing all of that and just um, just being an active agent to change. Yeah. And as far as people that work with transition, do you have a lot of volunteers or is it employees? How does that work? Oh, yeah. So transition, our business model is 80, uh, 75% of our work and all the things we do um to god be the glory i'm so gracious to say this are done by volunteers and the other five and the other 25 percent are the administrators um and all of the executive roles that we do we have a large large volunteer base and i just want to take a moment to thank the volunteers for all you do for the organization they come from out of nowhere um, I'm talking about from county commissioners um, to uh, um, what um, you the local electives to um, police officers. Um, they they come out and they definitely volunteer their time, and it just makes the organization move. It makes everything easier because uh, when we're planning these huge events and all of that stuff. I already know all I got to do is just send one group text in the uh, volunteer thing and boom, 10, 8, they're, they're right there. So it just makes making change easy. Yeah. It's awesome how you're able to get such a diverse and, and willing base to help you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. We And that's another thing. Uh, we are we have a lot of diversity within our company. Yes, sir. We do have a lot of people of all races that come out and they donate their time. So it's awesome. It's awesome to, to see the fellowship of the different cultures um, while we're because typically how the event would go is we just won't be out there just um, working all day. Um, like, for example, the last event, there was board games. Um, as you guys seen in the video, um, there was like food, you know, we had Uno cards, um, we had chess games. I won a couple games in chess, you know. <laughs> Humble um, brag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, guys, um, we, we try to have fun at the events um, and make it a huge fellowship because um, bringing about change is fun. This is fun, guys.
We're going to pause real quick and thank our sponsors. We'll be right back. This episode of the Good Guide to Business podcast is brought to you by Ultra Roofing. Ultra Roofing is a family-run roofing business serving the Triangle and surrounding areas with over 15 years of experience. Through our business, we cherish the opportunity to share our life, passion, and success with those that we love and trust. At Ultra Roofing, we take pride in the roofs we install because our name and reputation are at stake. We Got You Covered is more than just a slogan. It's our mantra. We treat every roof we install with the utmost care. We don't take shortcuts and we don't use lesser quality materials. What you say about us matters and we don't take any job for granted. When you work with Ultra Roofing, you won't be disappointed with the end result. Visit ultraroofing.net today or call 800-977-3110. That's 800-977-3110. So you've already talked about KWS, Kids with Supplies, a little bit, but can you go into what that is, what you do for kids? Sure, sure. So KWS is a new initiative that we just came up with as a whole. Um, I have to say we sat down and we did some research. I want to say we we wrote it out, I think about, about three months ago, about three months ago, we wrote it out. So we did some research. It is a, a research back initiative. Um, so we did a lot of research. And we, in the midst of that research, we noticed that kids uh, statistically perform better in school when they have everything that they need, when they're prepared, when they, and I can account for that myself. On days when I went to school and I probably forgot my notebook or a pencil or something, and I probably went to that one class where that notebook was needed, um, then I was ill-prepared. So what we try to do with KWS is not only going off the stacks, but just going off people's personal experience of being in school, take a mixture of that, create an initiative to bring about change in the problem. The problem was kids didn't have uh, the school supplies that they needed to perform well. Um, And essentially, uh, some schools are essentially uh, don't have the school supplies to for the kids because of lack of funding and things of that matter. So we wanted to just step in, bring one of our uh, corporate partners in the picture, Walmart, and we got a man. It was a. a huge load, a plethora of school supplies from Walmart that we still haven't exhausted. <laughs> uh, remember, I told you guys that we're um, uh, still doing the KWS initiatives and still accepting the KWS donation requests. So we still haven't exhausted all those school supplies. So that's pretty much what that initiative is: kids with supplies. And I was so excited to see that all of the kids went back to school with the supplies that they needed and um, that they were prepared to perform. Because that's what it's about in North Carolina, that our schools perform, that our kids are prepared so that they can produce good test scores and good scores and so that they can go on to be successful. And 
one day of being prepared could change a kid's whole school year. Why? Because a kid can go to school for one day with everything they need, and they just have the best day ever. I'm talking about the teachers treating them good, everybody treating the cafeteria food good, everything is good. Like They're just having the best day ever because they're so prepared. And then they can look at a day where they didn't, they can say, man, I want to have more days like that. I want to feel more like that. And I think with people, it's how you feel. You know, if you're feeling good, you're looking good, you're going to do good. Right. So that was the whole ideology behind KWS. We wanted these kids to be prepared so they can feel good. We knew the parents was going to make them look good. And we knew that overall, the only outcome was for them to do good, success. How did you find kids to work with? Like, did you go through schools or how how did you go about that? Yeah. So we did a basically a mass advertising event um, on digital, uh, excuse me, a mass digital advertising campaign um, where we literally advertise. Mm, we advertise for about a month digitally after we got everything good. Uh, after they got everything set up and organized to the point where we can introduce something to our um, organization, to the people of our organization, to the world, before we actually got it organized and we introduced it. And then once we introduced it and we got it out there, we did digital advertisements. Um, we did hard copy advertisements where I because I did it in the town of Tarboro, North Carolina, and the community center is adjacent to about I want to say one, I want to say over a hundred homes. It's in, it's like the community center is right here, and the outside radius is like over a hundred homes, and I printed about a hundred and twenty flyers, hundred and twenty flyers, and gave. I had a goal within that radius of those homes to give every single flyer out, and we did. And I wanna say, when I was looking at the numbers, um, in the transition, and if you go to our page, you'll see on our video, in our video of the Back to School KWS Initiative, where I was writing on a whiteboard, well, I was keeping track of the way that the program went. The program was from 10 to 4.30 or 5. I think we ended up closing around 4.45. And we gave 85%, uh, yeah, 85% of everything that we had. And a lot of that 85%, I honestly believe, came from the hard advertisement, more so the digital advertisements. Because when I was uh, getting the count from the people, um, and all the students and the parents that was coming, they were more community. They was more like around, like from five minutes away, ten minutes away, eight minutes away. Yeah. So that shows that it was the hard copy advertising that did it. But I cannot count out that digital advertisement because we're big on that too, and that does uh, bring a lot to our organization also. Nice. Now, let's say you're one of our listeners, one of our viewers, and you want to get involved with Transition. Um, this is going to be a twofold question. Um, one, how can they get involved? And two, what kinds of things do you look for with volunteers? So with volunteers, 
you must be energetic. You must be someone who is an agent of change yourself. You must be someone. We look for people who are excited about coming to work with transition. We look for people who are excited about working in a community. We look for people who love their community, whatever, because typically how it goes is whatever community we're working in, that community center we're using or the people of that community center usually already come together like, okay, we have these people. This is already what they do. And typically um, how it is is I just go in and I make sure that, uh, you know, they they fit our organization and what we'll do is um, I'll get all our volunteers processed, get their backgrounds checked, of course. Um, we our HR admins, we have a um, real real strict process in the process of admitted volunteers. And when I say strict, it's just as far as background checks and just making sure that everyone is good to be around um, the appropriate age groups or whatever we're doing of that matter. Yeah. So, yeah. It's one of the things we do. So <clears throat> you mentioned earlier that you partner with a lot of organizations and are mm-hmm. planning on partnering with more outside of North Carolina. Yeah. Um, what are some of those organizations that you've worked with in the past? And if you want to talk about maybe some you want to work with or are working with in the future too. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So we've worked with, we partner with, a, we did a donation giveaway and Rocky Mount. We do a lot with, uh, excuse me, uh, we did the donation giveaway in Tarboro. We do a lot with a group called the Biker Girls. They're not a nonprofit, but they're just like a group um, who simply bring about change. We do a lot with them. We do a lot with um, We Are Faith. They're kind of like a little community-based organization, and we do a lot with them. And that's about that's about it. Most of our partnerships and things like that are not neighborhood partners. We bring in our neighborhood partners at our events. So those organizations that I named, like the Biker Girls, they're awesome ladies um, out of Tarboro, North Carolina. And we are faith. They're an awesome group of men. Um, and pretty much most of our partnerships are on a corporate level. Um, we do most of the low-level partnering when we do our donation events and things of that matter where we bring in our neighborhood partners. Yeah, so then are there any other corporations? You already mentioned like Walmart and Food Lion that you work with. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we are, I'm going to just spill the beans here, um, CVC, uh, Lazy Boy. Um, I'm actually going to down there in Charlotte to do a donation pickup. Um, we're going to start, uh, we're going to introduce, uh, that's going to be more of a transitional international thing where we're going to try to be um, going and helping people as far as furnishing homes. And let's just say you just bought a house, you're a mother, you just bought a house, you know, it's your first house, you got four kids. That same couch we got from CVC Lazy Boy. I'm going to take that couch. We're going to check it out of the our inventory, and we're going to give it to you. And that couch is going to be at your house the next day. So that's pretty much how that goes, and that's how we're going to introduce Transition International. Thank you guys for uh, making me spill the beans there. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's great. So cool. And I guess you guys heard it here first. Wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 exclusive. You did. You did. <laughs> 
Now, before we let you go, can you tell our listeners and our viewers where they can go to find out more about Transition or get involved? Yeah, yeah. so if you guys want to get involved, you guys can go to www.transitionprg.org. Um, go down to um, become a transition recipient, or you can just do it the traditional way, how everyone been doing. Go to new in 22, scroll down, go to submit a donation request, submit a donation request. Um, whether you want to request to be a volunteer, whether you want to request to be admitted into one of our departments, whether our whole family approach, greater in education or mentoring department, then that would be the process there. And also, guys, um, if you go to our Facebook, um, just scroll around up there. You guys will see where I got uh, a video that gives away our website navigation. So, yeah, that would be useful for you guys, too. And what's that Facebook handle for people that want to find you on there? Oh, yeah. So you can find us on Facebook at transition.prg091. And the only thing you got to do is just go just like you would type that into a search. And just like you would type someone's name into the search bar in a Facebook application, you just type transition.prg091 and transition to come up. And if you guys have any more questions as far as how to navigate the website outside of hearing it here, then just go to the Facebook page and uh, watch the the website navigation video. It's very informal. Very informal. All right. Well, Isaiah, thank you so much to for coming here, yeah. talking yeah, with us, you. and getting yeah. us in the studio. This was amazing. Thank you, guys. So now it's back to work now. <laughs> well, to all of our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of The Good Guide to Business. You can follow us on social media at BBB Eastern NC. That's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and listen to The Good Guide on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever else you listen to podcasts. We release episodes two times a month on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And if you guys feel ever so inclined, we always appreciate if you leave a review. Um, So once again, thank you all for listening. Stay safe, and we will see you next time. Thank you.